Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. There we go. We're so glad that you guys are here to worship with us at our first ever Christmas service. We got started, Ridgeview Church, a little over a year ago. And last fall, we were having monthly services, but we weren't able to have a a Christmas service because it was a little too early. And so all of you are part of our first history of our first Christmas service. So let's give a hand to that. I uh, frankly, I love this time of year. I love to slow down, to sing the songs that we've sung, to eat the treats that, that we have. And uh, this time of year represents a lot of, a lot of hope, uh, but in the middle of it, it also represents a lot of sometimes things coming to the surface, maybe expectations that are unmet, maybe stress seems a little bit harder, the things that are worries, concerns, uh, they can tend to, to escalate. And so part of today is we hope that in the middle of all the hustle bustle, the shopping and all the things that you have going on, the work deadlines, the things with your family, uh, we hope that today in this time, right now and already, that you've had a chance to just slow down a little bit. And so we are so glad that you're here uh, to worship with us. And I just want to start by just thanking all of the volunteers that have helped uh, put on today. Uh, if you didn't know, this is an elementary school. I know, right? Like, what? What? Yeah, it's an elementary school. This is their multi-purpose room. But we have uh, just so many people, all volunteers, that have come and have been working really for many days to get this ready, but also came early today to get this all set up. So if you helped today, volunteered on a part of the setup, if you could just raise your hand. Let's give them a hand for their work. Thank you, guys. I think you guys have done an awesome job. Uh, What I want to do is just focus a little bit on uh, the truth of God's word about why we celebrate Christmas, uh, because it is actually the most unique time to pause and remember uh, what this time is all about. And if you're like me, it's easy to get busy. Once Thanksgiving hits, it seems like there's just this sprint to the end of the year. But in the middle of all the things that we have going on, there's actually a great time to pause. And so what I'd like you to do, just think about your own life right now and think about certain things that, that you could use in your life that would, that would make it maybe more effective or more efficient or just that would, would help you out. How many of you, just by show of hands, like, it'd be helpful if you just had some good advice for you to try to figure out what you need to do in your life. Anybody need some advice? Okay, but yeah, there's a lot of us. How many of you, you know, you just need maybe some little bit of strength to get the things done that you have to face in your life and you just need some strength, you need some energy, you need some power, you're just trying to get up in the morning, right? That can be us. How many of you need something that you can just kind of hold on to that doesn't change because it seems like everything in your life is changing? Is there anyone that's going through a lot of change right now, right? That, that's all of us. There's things that we need. We need advice. We need strength. We need things that don't change because in this world, it seems like everything is changing and moving at the fastest pace. Well, for centuries, for thousands of years, in fact, people all have wanted the same thing. All of us. We've all wanted this same thing. And actually, this is what the promise of Jesus is all about. In fact, 650 years before Jesus came, there was this promise of this Messiah, this child that would be born of God, that is God, that would come and dwell with us, and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. But 650 years before Jesus ever was born, the prophet Isaiah gave these words that described who this Messiah would be, and I wanna read this for you. It's in Isaiah 9. It says, for for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. So for all of you guys that need some advice, Jesus came as somebody who would give it. He is the Wonderful Counselor. He advises us. 
He's the mighty God. For those of you that need strength, that need power, maybe you feel like you're stuck and you can't move ahead, he's not only the wonderful counselor, he's, he's the mighty God. And he's described as an everlasting father. God does not change. He's always been the same. He's always been in pursuit of those that he has made, me and you. And in his love, he pursues us, and that love is everlasting. He's also described as the prince of peace. How many of you, like, peace would be really nice in your life? All of us want peace. And then it goes on. Verse 7 says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. So of his power, of his counsel, of his everlasting nature, it's going to continue and increase, and there will be no end. It's infinite. And on the throne of David and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The reason I want to describe this is because everything that we long for in life, I believe you can find in Jesus. Everything. We want advice, we want counsel, we want strength, we want peace, we want something unchanging, and that's found in the promise of Jesus Christ. And so when we stop and celebrate, like the kids saying that this king has been born, that is something that's so worthy of celebrating because it actually meets every one of our needs. And so again, that was written 650 years before Christ, and Christ was born in the fulfillment of that. And then in real time, we find this in Luke 2, describing What happened? And the angel said to them, this is the angel talking to the shepherds, fear not, so don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now notice that this event wasn't just like anything that people had experienced. It just wasn't another day. This was a day that changed history. This was a day that changed lives. This is a day that changed our hope and our future here and now, 2,000 years after this was proclaimed. And the writer here is describing this is good news of great joy. And this good news of great joy is for who? It's for all the people. Who's all the people? Boys and girls, who's all? Everyone. Adults, you get that? All is everyone. So this good news of great joy is for who? Everyone. Not just in that day, not the days before. The authority, the power that we as Christ, the Lord, the ultimate ruler, the authority, the power that we need to follow, our guide to move us ahead. So one thing I want to just bring up is, doesn't it seem like we live in a time where there's not a whole lot of good news? Right? Right? Do any of you guys engage in social media and you're engaging and you're engaging and you just get to the point where it's just sucking you in and it feels so negative, right? How many of you turned on the news lately and be like, wow, that's so uplifting, (laughs) right? It's so encouraging. I just can't wait to watch the news or read a newspaper or read an article. No, it's, it's like everything seems like it's falling apart. In our country, everything seems like it's falling apart. What is good news? Well, the good news is that Jesus has come And he's come as Christ. He's come as Lord. He's come as the person that can help make sense out of life for us. Because life is confusing. Life is hard. Life's not fair. Life's challenging, right? We all experience that. But Christ came as the Lord, the ruler and authority to lead us into this new future. So the question is, why don't we live in a time where people look around and they see this good news of great joy? Why does it seem like everything is so negative? 
I believe that because people have not experienced this good news of great joy in a real way. They may have heard about Jesus. They may understand a little bit about him, but they don't really know him. They haven't really experienced this life, this counsel, this power, this everlasting father who loves them. Ultimately, the Christmas story is a story of love, God's pursuit of us, and that he'll not stop at anything to love us, to be there for us, and so it is the greatest news. But if you're like me, we forget. If you're like me, we we don't wanna focus on this news. We have enough in our life that we're trying to deal with. We wanna do things our own way, on our own terms. Ultimately, Christ is the Lord, he's the boss and authority, but frankly, I like to be my own boss and own authority. Now, how many of you brave would say, I like to be my own boss? Most of us. Would you rather be in control or let somebody have control? Give me control every time, right? We want control. We want power. We want to lead us forward. But if you have control of your own life and if you're your own ruler and your own authority, what the scripture says is that you're actually lost. You're going down the wrong direction, and you'll just keep getting more and more off track. And so when Jesus was born, it's this red alert, this red alert, like you're going the wrong way. It's time to turn around. Pray of this. And in John 3, it says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son because he loves us. Why did we need Jesus? Because we're lost and we've gone our own way, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. If you guys see snowflakes falling, that's, which is Christmas. We're actually, we have a timer and it's snowing in Southern California. Here's another thing. It's kind of noisy, right? I love it. Have you ever thought about what it'd be like in the stable when Jesus was born? Boys and girls, you, you guys know any animal noises? Anybody make a noise like a horse? Anybody? A camel? What noise does the camel make? I actually don't know. I think they spit. Donkey? Anybody do a donkey? Thank you. Good. Now, if you could imagine, this is what it was like when Jesus, the Savior of the world, was born. And so this noise represents reality. Jesus came, and it wasn't this Ritz Carlton. It was the Ritz stable. And it's not that ritzy. And so this noise represents life. But it also represents the fact that God has given us this life, and he wants us to make the most of it. And so when I read this in John, and when I read in Luke, and when I read in Isaiah, there's this constant theme. God sent Jesus out of his love. He did not come to condemn us, but he came to save us. And so I wanna encourage you. There's some of you here right now that are overwhelmed by life. And you want to hide that, and you feel ashamed by that. But if you don't follow Jesus, life is overwhelming You're experiencing it as it should be. But what happens is God, in all the pressures that you're facing, he wants to get your attention. And I believe some of that is for all of you here and now. He wants to get your attention. God loves you. Some of you are just in need of that love. You're in need of that help. You're in need of that guidance, and you don't know how to get it. And so I wanna just take a brief two minutes to describe how do you go from a person that's going your own way on your own power and your own authority, how do you actually turn around? Well, to become a Christian means that you stop. You stop walking in the wrong direction. How many of you guys just, when you get lost, it's hard to stop, right? I've talked to you about my own driving struggles. 
I think if I'm lost, I just, if I keep going straight long enough, it's gonna self-correct. Like, life is all in a loop. Like, I'm gonna get back. No, if you're lost in the wrong direction, you'll end up in the wrong place. And the same is true in life. If you're lost, you can't keep going in the wrong direction. You actually have to stop and you have to do a U-turn and you have to turn around. The Bible calls that U-turn repentance. It means I don't wanna go the wrong way anymore. I don't wanna be lost anymore. And for some of you, that, that's maybe how you feel. Life is overwhelming. You feel like it's just rising up the waters and you're sinking down. So if there's anyone here today and, and you've not yet decided to tap into this good news of great joy and follow Jesus, you, you can do that. It's actually not something that you're born into. It's a decision that you make. Jesus is somebody that you follow, not just somebody you believe. You actually follow him with your whole life. That is what belief is, this commitment. And so if that's you, I have a prayer up here. If you actually go back to that previous place, if this is you and you're interested in learning what it means to follow Jesus, on your connection card that Pablo had you fill out, you can just mark, contact me about following Jesus. Like, I I need guidance, I need counsel, I need power, I need a father. If that's you, if you need somebody to help you, you may just need more information about what it means to, to follow Jesus. In essence, this is what it means, and here's a prayer that I wrote. This is no magic words, but this is what it means to be a Christian. One, God, I believe you sent Jesus into our world to save me. That's what Christmas is all about. I believe Jesus was real. He came, he was born, he entered reality. And so God, I believe you sent Jesus into our world to save me. I believe he died on the cross and rose again to pay for my sin. We don't talk about sin, but sin is just missing the mark, doing something wrong. From mistreating people to lying to all sorts of other things. It's that going the own way. That's what sin is. So I believe he died. Not only did he die, but he rose again to pay for my sin. And then here's the, this important statement. God, please forgive me for my sin and for going my own way. God, please forgive me for going in the wrong direction on my own power and authority. And then the next part says, I agree to follow you and surrender my whole life to, to Jesus as my boss. So I know I'm going in the wrong direction. I don't wanna keep doing it anymore. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna go in the direction that Jesus has for me. And then the last is I accept the free gift of eternal life that I can have only through Jesus. This is the good news of great joy. Did you know that none of us are too lost for Jesus' love to save us? None of us are too far gone for Jesus to turn our life around. I don't know about you, but that is the greatest news ever. Because I can beat myself up, I can try to change me, I can try to do all sorts of things, but I cannot save me. I don't have the power. Only Jesus can do that. And so when we sing these songs, and as we celebrate Christmas, what we celebrate is the ultimate love story, God's love for us. And if you've never decided to accept his love and to follow him, you can do that today. Mark that on your connection card, and we would love to follow up with you. Now, kids, what's your favorite part of Christmas? This isn't a, a trick question. Kids, you guys are going to get involved right now. What's your favorite part? Presents, any kid agree? How many of you agree that presents is your favorite part? Adults, how many of you love presents? You just, thank you, thank you. We actually, the kids, you guys are gonna give some presents to the adults today. You guys wanna help me? Okay, now, kids, every, every one of you kids has a gift bag, right? Does, it, does anybody not have a gift bag? 
Let's get some kids' gift bags up in the front. We're gonna get you guys your present. There we one. Look at that. You look at that. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> we got one more here. You could that this is a gift to you from our church. Just some different things in there. Adults, you don't have a gift. Doesn't that kind of summarize what Christmas is all about? <laughs> You're tired and you have no gifts. Well, we, we have a gift that, that we want to give to you. And boys and girls, if you can help me. We have these um, bookmarks that are made, and they're all different, and they've got some scriptures on there. Now, how many of you are like, I don't read a book? I, you know, yeah. So they could be coasters, coffee table with a, like a tall, thin glass. Um, you know, put it in your car. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you two of these, okay? One is for you, and one is for you to, what do you think? I didn't hear one thing that you just said. One is to give away, right? Because boys and girls, that's what it's about, right? You want to receive, but you also want to give. And so boys and girls, if you can come up here. And adults, if you can help me out, the kids are just, everyone, if you got kids, come up. Come, we're going to have some fun. Just come up. Don't be shy. So adults, if you can raise your hands so the kids know you don't have a gift, and then when you get a gift, put your hands down. Does that make sense? I didn't think of this before I just said it, but that makes sense to me right now. All right, so adults, raise your hands. Come on, don't be shy, adults. They need to know. All right. How many does each adult get? Two. Two. Okay, they get two. Each adult gets two, and they don't have to be the same. Come, once you have some, go hand them out. Once you have some, go hand them out. Find some adults. Say, Merry Christmas. Say, Merry Christmas. Find some adults. If there's more and you, you run out, come back. Okay, I got some more right here. Say Merry Christmas. Don't forget that part. Okay, there you go. Got some more here. There you go, hand those out. Here you go, buddy. Here you go. Does every adult have one? We still got some people with their hands raised. If you've already passed them out, let's let the other kids up here pass them out that haven't. So go ahead and go back to your seat if you pass them out. And don't forget the people in the back. There you go. There you go. Thank you. We got some more over here. Raise your hands if you don't have one yet. Look up, boys and girls. We got some in the back over here, some back over here. You guys can go back to your seats. That's okay. Anybody not have two? We got some right here. We got some right here. Does any, we got some right here, guys. Boys and girls, we got some right here. And if you, you have extras, you can just hold on to them and give them to me after service, okay? Let's give those boys and girls a hand. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. We're going to do this every week from now on. Just going to have gifts every week. Adults, right? You guys could get used to that. Um, I, I, I'm actually finished, but I, I just wanted to thank you again for, for being with us. And... These, these verses right here, I, I know it's just, it's just a bookmark, but for me, uh, the words on here represent the truth. 
And in my life, I need truth a lot. I can believe lies. I can believe just things that are not true. And sometimes I just need God's word to help ground me. And so I encourage you, keep this handy. And, and really, think of somebody that you could give that away to, the, book, the extra bookmark that you have to, to encourage them. So I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up. We're going to sing uh, some more songs. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I would love to meet you. I'll be kind of hanging around by the info table uh, towards the end of the service. Let me pray. We're going to sing some more songs, receive our offering. And uh, when our offering comes around, go ahead and drop your connection card in there. And uh, the ushers will be here momentarily to do that. So let's pray together. God, thank you for the good news of great joy of your son, Jesus. Thank you for everyone here, for the boys and girls and for all the adults and for grandparents and parents and friends and family for this opportunity to come and to celebrate. God, we do celebrate the fact that history was changed the moment you sent your son. And we thank you for the love that you have for us, your endless pursuit of us. And so as we sing some more and as we hang out with people and as we go about all the different things this Christmas season, God, will we be mindful of the love that you've given and that we can extend it to others. In your name of Jesus, we pray, amen.